In terms of letting the light in, how that could be perceived for some people is a manifestation comes to them. So think of five or 10 things that you really, really want. And you really, really want them to come into your field. And you really want to be open to receiving them coming into your field. So everything you want, see a string of light coming from this magnetic moon center. And the string of light goes to that scenario or that image or that vision of what you want. And you are always connected to that vision, to that ball of light of experience. And so here you are, your magnetic moon is turned on. These strings of light are going to everything you want to come in. And then... Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at togetherweascend.com and your host of the show. For those of you that are tuning back in as returning listeners, welcome back, family. And if this is your very first time checking out the show, well, I want to welcome you to the ascending journey. There is so much power that often remains dormant within us. And it's through committing to knowing this power and flexing our spiritual muscles that we bring it online and in this episode of the awaken podcast we are joined by scarlet raven who is fully committed to this process knowing her power and activating her magnetic energy which she is here to help us do as well there's a powerful magnetic energy within us that is able to bring to us that which we desire and scarlet raven has a profound way of speaking to this energy this power and how we can go about activating it within ourselves so some powerful transmissions come through here including a little bit of a visualization meditation that you would have heard in the pre-roll to this episode scarlet also shares with us some of her experience with both the seen and unseen realms of the multidimensional reality that we've been living in, her experience with consciously creating from these higher vibrational states, receiving the insights and downloads that comes through that she's been channeling and the magic that she's been creating, some of which comes in the form of alchemical formulations that she offers and shares through her White Fox medicinal brand. So needless to say, there's a lot of energy that comes through here and I do believe that it'll support you in activating a lot of energy within yourself, specifically your magnetic energy. 
So if you're interested in hearing from a being that has a profound awareness around this power within us and how we can go about activating this within ourselves, well, why don't you stick on with us for this conversation that I had with Scarlet Raven. But just before we jump into this conversation of the Awakened Podcast, Ascenders, I kindly ask that you consider sharing this episode with three people that you care about. As we know, as each and every individual steps forward in becoming a greater expression of themselves, their gifts, and their purpose, this inherently serves the all. Because we are in this thing together, and together we ascend. So I ask that you share this episode with three people that you care about in support of them and in support of the all. But now, what do you say we jump in to another episode of the Awaken Podcast? Let's do this. We are officially on recording. So um, actually, before we continue on that that magic we've been creating, um, let me just take a moment to welcome you to the show. And thank you for being here, Scarlett. <laughs> thank you for having me. I've, I've been really looking forward to this. Me too. And from that first connection that we had that lasted, how did I describe it? Um, one of the best 10-minute conversations <laughs> I've ever had. Um, it's crazy how just in that short period of time so much just came through so quickly Mm -hmm. yeah I I felt that too and I felt light after our conversation for an extended period of time so what do you say we start to bring through some of that light for us to to endure and get to experience but then also to to share that with others yeah, I love that. One of my favorite opening questions. What's on your heart? <laughs> um, what's on my heart right now has been freedom. Mm. I've been feeling such an immense sense of, of freedom after what was a pretty extended period of felt like contraction, like what we were talking about before um, we hit record but that I was in this period of, because I I came from California, I landed in Colorado in October. Um, I had to sell my home. I didn't have a place to go where I could be with my horses. So for six months, I've been a bit jumbled. And then the energy changed when the Beltane came in. And I have felt this soaring sense of freedom, which has given me so much gratitude for what I was going through for those past six months. Now I, now I look at those six months and I'm like, oh yeah, that was juicy. That was worth it. That <laughs> was so fulfilling now that I see as to why, because when I got that release, the bliss that I'm feeling and the fe- freedom that I'm feeling inside of this release is because of the contrast I experienced to it. And so I'm able to go really deep into this freedom sensation. And without that contrast, would you say you wouldn't be able to have experienced that sense of freedom to the same degree? No, Mm. no, I don't think so. I think um, 
especially now having moved through, I can see as to where I was also creating greater contrast for myself within the experience. And I can feel very blissful levels of love just from laying on the earth. I don't need to have like the contrast to come in to initiate those sensations. So I think that my training right now is just remembering how to allow those moments of contrast to be shorter, to be um, kind of like what we were talking about before, have a greater, a more wider perspective around them and not allow them to go so deep into the densities that I was allowing them to go. Realizing that we still ultimately get to choose and taking back that, that power to, in recognizing that uh, the suffering isn't, isn't necessary. Correct. Yeah. yeah. See, there's that. There's the two sides of it. There's that story that, you know, the contrast, the suffering, is there to support us in experiencing the the lightness, and it's through that contrast that we give birth to the the new, the the more expanded experience. But then, as we were just talking about, um, even that, even subscribing to this idea that we have to undergo that how does it serve us to believe that it in any time or it has to entail struggling or difficulty why would we choose to believe that i'm so happy you just said that i just got the coolest transmission and this has been a meditation that i've been sitting with and i'm so i'm so grateful to share this with you so What I've been seeing and noticing is a duality of two worlds. Obviously, there's more than two worlds going on, but primary focus of what the majority of humanity is experiencing right now is between two worlds. And one is the world that we're all very familiar with, which is the 3D world of contrast, where expansion comes from the duality of perspective. And then what I'm currently stepping into and what's new for me is the new multidimensional world of the fifth dimension and beyond. And inside of that world, that world, when you're like the question you're asking, we can't even like get onto a topic and put a box around a topic because in the multidimensional reality of the 5D and beyond, it's experience and it's, it's the flow of bliss and it's the flow of love and it's having enough awareness for me to direct my attention so that my experience is just that without the contrast initiating that. So what I'm experiencing within myself is that there's layers of me that are currently active and living and experiencing this fifth dimensional reality where it is flow and there is shaping light and my bliss and love flow through me via my focus and no contrast is needed for that expansion. The expansion is knowing that I'm the creator and then my experience is shaping light, not the contrast of density and light, but actually taking the light and shaping it into a whole new world and allowing my my immense powerful focus to do that. And that's what part of me is experiencing in this new multidimensional reality. And then I can feel this other layers of myself almost like sloughing off like a snake, but I'm still having some of them in my experience while I'm having this other greater understanding that expansion comes from contrast. And when I like meditate on it, 
it doesn't resonate anymore. Mm. There's a big part of me that's like, no, that doesn't resonate anymore. Yet I am in a transition to being fully um, enveloped in this new multidimensional reality. So I'm simultaneously having these two experiences. And then when we even get into like talking about the multidimensional world, the world, the word contrast doesn't exist. That vibration doesn't even exist in this new multidimensional reality. So there's a part of my knowing that's also active that's saying like, no, I can wholeheartedly say we do not need suffering. We do not need contrast. We do not need these things. While I'm also experiencing some suffering and some contrast. And I think that that's just, that's me and my own unique experience of stepping into this multidimensional reality and seeing the more I have of myself in this reality that's active, the less that I'm seeing active in this three-dimensional state of contrast. And I'm watching myself kind of go through these layers of understanding that have more and more and more of my energy over time in this new reality. So you find yourself more consistently residing in that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And even in the contrast that I was in, which was immense, I had so many extended periods of blissful understanding inside of it that it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't all suffering. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I, I know I'm able to carve out my own experience within anything. Now in this higher way of being I think you hit on it but I want to hear you elaborate what do you feel like invokes the expansion consciously creating it for myself so um, my foundation for this whole stepping into the multi-dimensional reality I I wake up and the first thing I do when I wake up is ask my DNA to illuminate. I go to my Akashic records. I ask all of my powers and gifts and remembrance to come into my system and integrate fully now. And then I ask that the rest of my day unfold in the illumination and further understanding of my full power. So I'm consciously setting up, commanding my light, commanding my cells, commanding my DNA to enter into this new world. And that's to, to me, it's, that's my understanding of the foundation of the new world is all, we're, all I'm really doing in this new world is having so much focus in my mental awareness. This is not like a focus like yang. It's more of a focus like yin, like a receptive focus of um, I'm shaping light right now. I am so aware of my thoughts. I'm shaping light. I'm so aware of the energy moving through my body that I am co-creating more of that energy in my reality. And it really is this instant unfolding of synchronized events that is profound, very profound. So that's the practice, commanding, commanding the process to take place within your body. Yeah, because what's behind that commanding is saying, like, I know that I'm the creator of my own experience. Mm. I know that I can awaken my own DNA. I don't need anything outside of myself. I know that I'm stepping into a multidimensional reality. So there's energies behind 
just saying that, that are showing your systems where you are. And when you're showing your systems that level of like, I know that I'm the one who's going to awaken all my DNA strands and come back into full illumination. That's me. I'm doing it. I'm the creator. I'm living what I want. You know, I'm living the things that I say I'm affirming. How do you cultivate that belief in your power? I guess it would be the accumulation of everything I've walked through up until this point. Um, I am, I am just so gratefully dedicated to myself coming into a hundred percent full remembrance in this lifetime. And I know that that's my soul mission. So every waking minute for the past, um, I had like my awakening when I was in my early twenties. So I don't even know how long, maybe like the past 18 years, every single day, my dedication has been to that one goal. I didn't go into the rat race and work for money. I didn't do what a lot of people did. I went to these spiritual centers and I went into the woods by myself and I hyper-focused on that, that happening for me. And then I got to this place where it's like, I didn't want teachers anymore. I, I had seen enough teachers to where I was like, they're all saying the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, when am I going to stop going to other people and start making it an internal thing? And, and then it's just reading books and talking to beings like you and having soul, soul remembrance people around you to really create this container for this to truly happen. But it's no longer this, um, the seeking for something outside of yourself as much as it is about allowing for more of yourself to be experienced and expressed. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful and powerful. Do we, do you believe that we all do arrive to that point or that's where we're headed to a point in which it's no longer this looking for, for guidance from the teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all going there. 100%. Even some teachers that like on YouTube that I would stream and just get a little, you know, cozy feelings from remembrance feelings from. I'm finding that like, my vibration perceives it as almost friction. Now when I expose myself to mm. there's a part of myself that's initiating myself into cutting it off in a way that is giving me the opportunity to step in to all of me. I don't, I don't have this perception that I'm never going to listen to another teacher again. I just have this perception that I'm in a phase of my own evolution where I'm consciously cutting other things off so that all of me can be known by all of me without the splatters of other people's fresh ideas i want everything that is innately me to have its own blank canvas for an extended period of time so that i can be in that and feel all of me and then i see myself reintegrating with remembrance teachers and having that support system but i i'm just really want to consciously create a blank canvas right now yeah 
I've personally found that it kind of happens, or at least in my past experience, it's happened in like these these chapters, these waves, where in one moment it would feel completely irrelevant to to read a book, to listen to someone else teach me the way that it's supposed to be or the way that I should be. And then, you know, I've in the past in that chapter said like, I don't know if I'm ever going to read again. And <laughs> of course, you know, shortly, not shortly after, but there came a time again when I just, I felt inspired to learn and um, see what other people were offering. But it can be this little like, double-edged sword, I think at times if we become too, too latched on to, to some of these concepts that, that we've taken from others, because I think the, that's such a great way of thinking of it, um, the blank canvas. It, it kind of opens us up to, to, again, just freedom, create, create from, from scratch. And as great as some of these ideas might sound, I've had instances where I have found that being kind of a little bit too latched onto them has, has kind of stripped me away from feeling like that fully sovereign, free being. See what I'm getting at there? I totally feel all that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can think of like our, my whole process and maybe even your whole process has been the the stripping of old beliefs that aren't really yours or mine, but societal or parental or environmental, what have you. And then as we strip those away, we feel more of our own power come through. And so Mm -hmm. for me, the blank canvas is that visualization of, I have stripped away all of the external beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and impressions. And all that's left is me, my innate DNA consciousness, and this blank canvas of a universe. And what am I going to do with it? And that's the level of creation that I feel like I'm, I'm walking towards is I want to go into a moment where I'm going to shape light. And all I feel is me without any beliefs or restrictions or, implants of a glass ceiling it's just me and and the light that I have to shape with and so that's um that's what I've been playing with and even though I feel like I'm really good at it and I love doing it I am bumping up into limiting beliefs every day that I consciously then strip away as soon as I see it I'm like that's a contraction and I I remove it and I like okay remove this program now Mm -hmm. implant this program now and I say it out loud and then I focus on that and so there's a lot of them (laughs) and they come up when they come up Mm -hmm. you don't have to go looking for them but if they come up you address it Mm -hmm. yeah and I just manifested um I was thinking I was going to buy my property and get building this kind of multi-dimensional retreat center And the way the market is appearing right now, it just feels like a pause is what's smart. Save my money, wait till the market is not so intense. So I shifted my focus from buying to renting. And as soon as I did, like this gorgeous luxury horse ranch came on the market that was every single thing I had been fantasizing about. I saw it the next day. They gave it to me the day after that. And then like this whole energetic field of where everything I wanted was literally just being handed to me on a platter and it it was freedom. 
And when I looked at that and I looked at the perceived struggle that I felt of like, why am I not finding the house? Why is this? Why is this? What, you know, those questions. I realized that basically the universe always is going to know better. So mm. if I can get into a place where I have my highest manifestation in mind, and then I can just be fully in the present moment of what's actually coming in. Cause after I got like three doors closed about buying a house, that could have been a point, a point in time where I said, okay, universe, what am I supposed to be doing here? I am going to fully let go of obsessing about buying a property. I'm just going to let it go. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let you bring me the next level. And I think for me, I was obsessed with getting my land. And because I was so focused on that, I wasn't letting other things in. And that was a limiting belief that I had that said everything that I know that I want right now, I should have because I'm the creator of my own universe. And that sounds like a very expansive belief pattern, but it was limiting for me, mm. you know? So even dissecting the, the highest vibrational things, I just think any belief at all can be limiting in, in a certain moment in time. And so I guess my practice, which I don't fully understand yet, but what I'm walking into is like, what does this blank canvas of no beliefs even feel like as a human experience? What does that even feel like? And start to command myself to help me remember that. So that's what you're practicing, being that blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And you say, would you say that coincides this allowing the universe to give to you? Yeah, I think what it correlates with in terms of like light language is I'm allowing everything in my systems, all my bodies to be 100% fully present and fully open now. And then whatever. Can you is say about that one to... more time? I, just, yeah. I, I need to feel that one more time because I. You got chill. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be the the command that all of my bodies, all of my cells, my innate, my consciousness, my light, everything. I command it to be fully present and fully open. Now, zero beliefs zero expectations, zero projections, just the experience of every part of me being fully present in this miraculous moment now. Are you feeling all those tingles? And then it allows you to, it allows you to face and be the mirrored receptacle of universal source and its purity right? Because you're arriving, you're fully arriving into all that is with all that you are. And then all that is left is this dance of divinity without anything else present. (laughs) I know you can feel it too. And I hope everyone that's tuning into this vibration is as well that feeling of light energy invigoration start to set in start to move through us we can open up and allow more and more and more of this through 
Just gonna like soak I'm in like that for a moment and a light bath. Thank you for guiding us into this remembrance, this opening up. Mm -hmm. I do believe that's ultimately the greatest thing that we can do for another. I agree with that. It's funny how we can talk about conscious creation and envisioning and playing that game and then we can shift into oh wait i'm receiving the universe is giving to me and i can just be feel and receive and that just opens up us up for the realization that we're always receiving what we need mm -hmm. And we don't have to push up against it or fight it. But I know you also enjoy, love playing the game of envisioning for the future. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. <laughs> I see. I see such a brilliant world where what we all just felt from what came through is our primary focus and the art of allowing is how we gracefully move through this universe. And the time we spend alone with our God-given qualities in nature is abundant. And beings like me and you, I don't, I, maybe you don't, I feel really called to set up a physical temple and build a multi-dimensional reality for people to physically step into and then be with them in that reality kind of like we are now and I call that a mystery school but it, no one's going to be in class and no one's going to be talking to people it'll be more of experience how I designed this center fully with all parts of you and allow that to be your own retreat back into yourself and then, so that's, that's the future I'm moving towards is getting the land and then building this place where I have this gift where I can see lines of light and I can see how shapes affect reality. And I can see how different substances can add upgrade qualities to living circumstances. So I want to use all of those unseen seeing gifts to create different kinds of spaces for people to step into. Because if you step into a space that's curated to raise your vibration, it's really, really cool. And it's really, really fun. And then you're basically putting yourself in an environment that allows your innate miraculous knowing of self to be at the forefront of your reality. And I'm talking about literal construction of the way the home is shaped and the way things are placed. Like people, um, it wasn't always a gift to know all these things and feel all these things. Cause I could walk into certain spaces and feel almost like energetically violated by certain shapes and certain colors. And that's not a negative thing, but it showed me how how empowering it would be 
to have all of these spaces curated in a way that's actually vibrationally conducive to enlightenment. The Egyptians totally knew what's up. The Peruvians totally knew what's up. All those places that were utilizing temples, um, like energetic temples, their, their pyramids, to hone in on the starlight above and to ground into the earth energy below. And they constructed their spaces honoring the stars and honoring the earth. So when they were in them, they, they felt they felt the Tao. They felt the in sync with nature because they, they what they were building was in sync with nature. And there was this mm -hmm. cohesion between human and environment. And I long to just kind of be in that cohesion again. I long to be in an environment where it's built in a sacred way that's honoring the earth, honoring the stars, honoring the habitat and, and show people how important that is. Show people how conducive that is to multidimensional enlightenment and how we, we don't need to learn anything. We don't need to do anything other than be in respectful environments for extended periods of time. And then everything will just come back to people. Mm -hmm. creating the reflection of that, that higher vibratory state is the way that I come to feel into it. Mm -hmm. Now, is this wisdom that you find just naturally being downloaded, channeled through you? How do you, how do you tap into that? And I think there's something that goes, um, that, that translates into something so much more. It's not just about these physical spaces, but we'll use that as kind of a jumping start point. Um, how do you find yourself connecting to what that is to look like? Um, I would say like, if you were to ask me that a few years ago, I would sit in meditation and I would go through like a grounding and I go through a chakra balancing and then I would allow something to come in and it was like a structured system and now i've it's fully interwoven into my everyday experience so if i have a question or um i'm requesting like insight on something or if one of my clients asks me a question i get i could i receive an instant impression of the answer i know that some people might frown upon this but taking a few hits of cannabis and going for a drive, I have had some of the most intergalactic understandings portrayed to me in that particular environment, something about the road and the car and then the interaction with the cannabis. And I'll have my phone recorder and I will record, I will like intentionally go, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go on a two hour drive and I get my recorder ready and I like have a little ceremony and I start driving and I just receive incredible things and I will record it. So I'm currently writing a book while I'm doing this and like driving around and getting these downloads. I go to a totally different cosmic universe when I put myself in that environment. It's different than just me asking a question and getting these known impressions as answers. And I think I've, I've been doing it that it's, it's natural now. Natural in what sense? Like if I want to access impressions or downloads, I call them forth. 
it's not something separate from myself. It's like inside of my electrical systems is every answer I could want. And when I just say, okay, how can I look at this in a way that would bring me a higher vibrational experience? And then I get the impression immediately and it'll show me how source would see the situation instead of how I am seeing the situation currently. Does that make sense? I think so, but we're going to keep going. Um, <laughs> quick question. Do you use the, the terms impressions and downloads interchangeably? Are those two the same thing? Mm, kind of, but slightly different. So an impression for me is all of a sudden I'll have, it'll be like a, a two hour vision that I'll just know immediately and I'll, I can talk about it and have an understanding of it. A download, I guess I refer to downloads. Downloads to me take more time. They have more integration required. Impressions feel more immediate, but they kind of have the same vibe. Okay. And that's more of a personal thing, I guess, in terms of like how you differentiate those two. <laughs> totally. I've never, uh, I've never heard someone use the uh, the term impression. I uh, I like that. How do you um? Could you describe the the experience of receiving those impressions yeah. and downloads? Yeah, like the one um, when I started speaking and we were talking about we brought in that light and we were having that experience earlier on in our interview. That was a transmission. So <laughs> that was energy of light transmitting through me to be shared. I forget what your question was. Just describe the experience of that receptivity, receiving that. Uh -huh. So the state that I, and that's a great question because when I'm in denser states, it's very rare that I get these impressions or downloads or transmissions. So I guess the foundation is when I am at home in my systems, so I'm feeling joy and I'm feeling grateful and um, I'm present. I'm not in the past or, you know, resisting anything in my environment, then I'm in a natural state of being. And when I'm in a natural state of being, then my receptors are, are fully open and available for these types of impressions or downloads or transmissions. And I do not think it, it's rare. It's not that it's never happened. I've had like God moments where I'm at my lowest low of a vibration and I'll have a vision that'll help me come out of it. But every mo moment to moment receptivity isn't available when I'm in a, a lower vibrational state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it starts with that foundation of being in a high vibratory state. Mm -hmm. Definitely see that being the case. Now, this is still something you... Um, you'll go into it with intention, right? As in, um, if there's, there's a piece of insider clarity as that you're, you're aiming to, to come to, you will consciously go into, I'm going to open myself up to receiving this. Is mm -hmm. that correct? 
Mm, I actually don't have that moment of I'm going to consciously open up to receiving it. It's like, then I receive it. So I don't feel like I experience a moment of choice in each situation because I've already overall chosen to be receptive. Mm. So I'm, I've, I, I think that's part of my morning intention of bringing in more light. I'm already created this capsule of I'm bringing in more light. So if this is going to resonate with that daily intention, then I'm already going to intake it. You're always receiving. Yeah. And you are just residing in that intention of always being receptive. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful because we're skipping the step of feeling like you're missing something, that there's something you don't yet know. Mm-hmm. I'm always open to receiving the insight that I need to take that next step forward. Mm-hmm. And that's a yeah. state that you cultivate. Mm-hmm. And again, you would say that the foundation for that is just high vibratory and you still it seems set an intention is there time for that as in like you mentioned your morning routine Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it's it's important for me to have structure around consciously creating so I wake up and I go into the practice of that state and reminding myself I am always consciously creating so I am consciously creating this and I start my day with that type of interaction with myself and it kind of leaves a note of knowing you know that that's the state that I'm in um tell us more about this um this morning routine of yours so it's it's a super powerful container and when I started doing it it changed my entire life in a day And I can change very quickly anyway, but I I was extremely impressed with the amount of light that did start coming in. And um, I mean, the stuff that this light is teaching me, it's, it goes so far beyond. So basically like it's opened me up to having a closer relationship with these multidimensional worlds. That's what I'm feeling. And I feel like, like when we had the last, what was the last full moon? Was the last full moon in Scorpio or was that the new moon? I'm the Something. last person to ask anything <laughs> astrology related. I, I can't remember. Anyway, it was either the new moon or the full moon. And I just got this impression and the light was like, go take a bath and go interact with the moon. So I'm like, oh, okay. And what I mean, that impression, it's like for some people, because everyone is receiving these, no matter what you call them, everyone is receiving them all the time, whether you're receiving them or not, meaning you're understanding that you're receiving them so you can experience them is a different story. So I was getting that idea or whatever from the light and I went to go take a bath And the moon came in, like the moon came into my vision space. And she was like, do you like how magnetic I am? And I was like, I think that's so cool. Like you can move tides and you can move, um, you can move systems inside of the women and the men, and you can pull out different energies from different people. I was like, you're extremely powerful. She was like, would you, would you like to activate your magnetic power in mirrored reflection of my magnetic power? And my whole body, and I hadn't even gotten the water yet. And the water was filling and I had my potions and stuff in the water. 
And I was like, yeah. So she was like, okay, get in the water. And I get in the water and she said to say a command. I don't know if this is going to be the command word for word, but it was something to the extent of, I activate my God-given magnetic moon power within my systems now. And as I said that, my body went into, I don't know if you've had, this hasn't happened to me very much, maybe a handful of times, but my body went into moving itself. And like, I, I relaxed into the experience and just let my systems move and contort inside the water. And I was watching in my mind's eye how the light was filling out these different parts of my system and the way I was moving was kind of allowing more light to come into these different places and then once the movement stopped which was like 10 minutes I went into this kind of relaxing integration space where I was just like super gooey in the water and relaxing and when I got out my like literally my entire reality had changed in a day and everything I had been striving for, which was I need a home where I can live with my animals and feel space around me and uh, in nature. I need a truck to move my horses. I need a horse trailer to move my horses. And this has been my foundational goal for the past six months without any manifestation movement, right? And then I go through this experience and I get out of the tub and the next day this listing comes up the next day I get it. The next day I got my truck and my trailer, all the exact things I had wanted and put into my, I have this, I have a manifestation magical treasure box where anything I want, I either get the picture of it or I write down what I want. And then on the cover, it says, whatever is contained in this box is and I put it in this box and then I let it go. And I like universe, you know, bring it to me now. Cause you have to, that's the law of where I am. And so this box is just starting to come into this world. Like the things inside of here are starting to come into this experience for me. So there's a lot of benefits that can go in any direction. When you allow yourself to be in these higher states and I think a lot of my power right now is coming from how slow I move throughout the day and how slow I really sit with things. I got rid of my iPhone and I got a, I got a flip phone. And I noticed that the amount of bandwidth and energy I got back to myself when I wasn't carrying around a mini computer was huge, huge. So there's all of these little micro changes that I'm doing inside of my own life and my own experience to maintain and continue to grow this higher vibrational way of living. And it's allowing me to have these really unique experiences. I want to hear more stories and about more unique experiences. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to be tapped into this and asking the question, how do I activate this magic? And I think a lot of what we've already spoken to speaks to coming into that receptive state, but does anything else come through with regards to living in that, residing in that state of receptivity? Yeah, I would say to everyone, give yourself like 30 days, commit to 30 days where you don't 
take in anyone else's wisdom or information and you are consciously talking to yourself about what you want, what answers do you want, what psychic gifts do you want, what do you want from yourself, uh, and allow yourself the time and space to reconnect to that part of yourself that's going to give you all those answers. The current world, and I know that it depends on your country and your family and everything, but where I live and what my understanding is of the U.S. is that the energy of answer all your texts now, answer all your phone calls now, check your emails 20 times a day, check your social media 50 times a day, that's normal. That's not healthy for your soul. That pace is not healthy for your soul. Being around an electromagnetic field controlled by that device constantly is not health healthy for your, your electromagnetic field, which is your nervous system. And so there's all these different things that in your environment that you might be using a lot of energy to navigate. And if you just remove it from the environment, you will have so much more bandwidth and energy to utilize for these higher vibrational states. And so you know, give yourself that 30 days to do self-discovery. And every time you're like, wait, why did I have this experience? Wait, I should ask that person. Realize that you can pause, close your eyes, sit down, and you can ask yourself. And anytime you ask yourself a question, you will get that answer. You might get it immediately. You might get it by the end of the day. It might come as an aha moment. All of a sudden, I just, I have this idea. I know how to answer it myself. But that's a muscle that we all have to relearn how to flex because our environment was set up to take that away from us. And it's up to us to take our responsibility for our own energetic well-being and take that power back for ourselves, which means we have to create the moment in time to do that. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The way that's setting setting in for me is limit the distractions. Because that's mm -hmm. what these things ultimately are. And that's not to say, you know, don't enjoy them if you are, in fact, finding enjoyment from it. But <laughs> how much of this is taking place unconsciously? And the more we siphon off, and that's ultimately what we're doing. And I don't think people yet realize, or I don't think many yet realize how disruptive that is to their, their state and the way that they're channeling their energy the more we're giving attention towards things that are anything less than what we ultimately want, the less energy we are driving towards the things that we ultimately want. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Yeah. And our culture has bred people that really want instant gratification. And that is a program that will be your roadblock to everything I'm saying. If you want instant gratification in any of these spiritual unfoldings, just that energy alone stops the spiritual unfolding because the journey is the juice of what you're asking for. And until you can drop in to the enjoyment of that journey, you're, you're not going to get the result you're even asking for. So a lot of people are asking, like, I want to have these enlightenment experiences. I want to do this. I want to do that. I tried that meditation. I'm not feeling it. And it's like, well, that type of a mindset is why you're not able to feel it is because you think it needs to happen instantly. So our electronic devices reinforce that awful program. And Amazon enforces that awful program. 
I've seen Amazon turn a lot of people into really unhappy people when they don't get what they want instantly. They have this thought that if it doesn't come instantly, it's not good enough. So it's, to me, it's really just about, you know, cultivating that mental awareness of what programs are serving my highest good. And your soul knows the answer to all of that. Your soul will tell you exactly what to do. Just go slow enough and create enough space to hear the answers. Nice. Slow enough, slow, space, focused. And again, that, that conversation of checking in before we are looking out is, mm -hmm. I think, the, the driving message here. Yeah. All right, let's hear some multidimensional stories. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for me um, and my own interests. Uh, I guess the, the way that I want to ask this is you, actually, let's preface this with we're multidimensional. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should I answer that? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a trippy conversation because our perception of what's going on actually gives us the experience of what we think is going on. And as soon as we change or expand our perceptions, we open up to this whole other field of experiencing. And, um, from what I've walked through to where I am now, what I know about this earth is that there was a matrix set in place to distract people from their own innate power. And the matrix looked like you want money, you want power, you want sex, you want, none of this is a judgment on any of those things. I just want to preface that that chapter was a beautiful launching point to this multidimensional reality. And if had we not had that chapter, who knows if we could have even gotten to this multidimensional reality. So this whole matrix that I'm speaking of, it served a, a really nice purpose. And there's a point in time when everyone will unplug themselves from it and enter into this multidimensional platform. So the matrix is going to, it's going to always reinforce that you need people to tell you what's wrong with you, meaning doctors, you need the government to protect you and take care of you. You need to watch the news to know how to think. And, there, and that's all programming. Everything we're talking about is beliefs and programming. So all of those programs basically have you pivoted where you're looking outward to external systems to care for you. And you're interacting with yourself in that way. I call that the matrix. Uh, because it's a lie to what our soul's essence truly is. But then again, that goes from the three-dimensional contrasting experience to expand consciousness to now our jumping off point into this new multidimensional reality where we're not, no longer experiencing that contrast. So the contrast foundation for me was this matrix that was in a, standing next to the true essence of our soul saying, yeah, but you already have all the answers inside of you. And some of us on this planet that were born star seeds or volunteers, so many names now, there's like indigo kids, all of the kids that the society perceived as problems or trouble, it meant that they weren't, they weren't programmable. They didn't fit into 
this matrix that was built to keep them confined from finding their power, they were unable to conform and lose that connection to that part of themselves. And I was definitely born like that. If somebody told me something, my initial innate response was, I have to do the opposite of what you just said, because I will never do anything that something outside of myself says. And you can imagine how in a parent-child circumstance, how that could be challenging or in a school circumstance, how that could be challenging if you honor the matrix. If you honor the matrix and you think that the matrix is all there is, and then you put a star seed or an indigo kid or a volunteer in that scenario, you're going to think that that the child is the problem. And what I'm explaining about the retreat center, I want to build a multidimensional platform is what I'm saying is the environment is the problem. And there really is no problems here. I know the word problem can have weight, but just using it as a way to describe experiences. So knowing that there's this reality that's dense, you have to see it to believe it. In science, in the three-dimensional platform, if they can't prove it, it doesn't exist. They can't prove love. They can't prove miracle healings. They can't prove all these multidimensional things that trickle in to the three-dimensional reality. So multidimensional arms have been coming into this three-dimensional reality saying, hey, wake up, remember. And they'll come in the form of a miracle healing or they'll come in a form of a synchronistic event that just makes everyone burst into tears and fall to their knees. Like a beautiful scenario of sorts between humans. And in those moments, what's happening is that the human, the soul inside of that human is in perfect alignment with the source of all that is. And so that presence energy can flow through and create this multidimensional circumstance. And um, I guess that's kind of a more seen explanation of the multidimensional reality. I can go into a whole unseen explanation of the different like layers and parallel universes and all that stuff too but that was a good i think that's a good foundation for mm, and i think a important um first step for sure i mean if anything keeping a keeping a starting with a being practical is uh is important right because mm -hmm. that that brings through well you brought through an explanation that we can we can apply this wisdom to our benefit. Um, now, it seems that you've had experience with these unseen portions of it that I'm willing to, to guess has supported you in your own journey. Let's hear some stories. How has <laughs> um, these types of experiences supported you? Um, a lot of them originally when I unplugged from the matrix felt like initiations back to self in a way where I would go through. Um, so one example is I got this new baby horse and she's very sweet and very calm. And so I felt very relaxed around her and I sat down in front of her and I was kind of just brushing her chest. because She had mud and stuff on her. And then all of a sudden something scared her and she, so she bolted and she ran over my leg She's a baby, but she's still like 500 pounds. So I, there was, I had this moment where I was like, okay, this is bad. 
Like this is hospital bad. And if I go that pathway, I'm saying that there's something outside of myself that is greater than what's inside of me. And if I choose to walk through this, knowing my power, also super scared, like just to be real, I was in a lot of pain. I was super scared, but there was still some strong spiritual something inside of me saying you have a choice. Even though this could be totally messed up for you, you have a choice still. And in that moment, I realized I was like, okay, well, then I choose to have the experience outside of an external doctor because I haven't been able to stand Western medicine for a long time. So I got inside. I couldn't use the leg. It was massive. The pain was massive. And I used some plant medicine. I used turmeric. I took a large amount of THC and CBD. I smoked cannabis. And then I had these magnets and crystals. And I put my leg up and I put an ice pack on it and I took the magnets and I put them around my leg. And then I, I held the crystal on my heart and I laid there and I just, I, from a light perspective inside searing pain, I don't, I don't know if, if you've had an ayahuasca experience and you go deep into like the fever or the pain aspects of certain journeys with that medicine, that's what it felt like. Like the amount of pain I was in the human part of me was like, I'm pretty sure you should be in a hospital right now. And then the spiritual part of me was like, flex your spirit muscles, Scarlett, flex it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to flex it. Like I'm done with the going to external helpers. I have, I'm Jesus Christ, basically. Like I can do what he did. And I laid there and I couldn't use it for like 20 hours or so. So I had a cane and then I basically, you know, after like eight hours, the pain started lessening. I was in and out of sleep. And by the next morning, I still couldn't use it, but I could hobble on a cane to go to the bathroom and stuff. And then by the day after that, I was walking on it. Um, It's still healing. This was three months ago. I still have like, there's a place, there's a big indentation where her hoof was. So like, I still think maybe there's some muscle stuff. I still have a bump from a different point of impact from her. And I'm, um, I'm massage it and I'm using different herbs, but I have full mobility. I have full strength. I can't say it was broken or fractured and I healed it overnight because I don't really know. I don't know what was going on with it. But it was an extremely soul-empowering experience to know that if we just give ourselves a few moments of time to go into that powerful part, we'll be able to walk through it Mm. in a way that feels kind of like godly kind of or that's exactly what it is very godly experience yeah it's it's kind of soul shaking like the aftermath of what what that did for me was it was insane I felt like a superhero like there is a two-week period where I felt like a superhero and I would I would walk up to my car and look at it and I'm like can I lift my car like can I play with this reality right now? And I haven't like tried it, but what it did was open up this door of like, what else can I do? And 
I, I like to refer to all of this stuff as a muscle. These are spiritual muscles that a lot of us have allowed lay dormant because we haven't awakened to them. And the more that we start playing and flexing this spiritual muscle via the law of the universe, the more these ideas and these experiences start coming in. So that was like a really big initiation into kind of me healing myself. And once now that I have this impression that I'm like a superhero, that hasn't left me. I go into situations now with this, this power that came through that experience. Mm -hmm. And it took giving yourself the space to experience that mm -hmm. a little bit of faith, a little bit of mm -hmm. flexing to, to cultivate that. I think that's so, so key what you're tapping into because it's, you know, we, we speak to the, the power of belief and faith. Well, I think there's a momentum that gets cultivated with this and you have to be willing to practice that even in experiences that may feel challenging to do so, like the one that you're in, in order to really start to experience and tap into that power. Yeah, 100%. It's an epic story. You're yeah. a superhero. <laughs> I am a superhero. You're a superhero too. Tell them all. Let them all hear it. <laughs> you're all superheroes mm -hmm. we all have access to this power mm -hmm. are we giving ourselves the the opportunity to experience it yeah yeah let it in if i could see anything to everybody it would be receive it let it in allow it to come in every time i look at people at, not every time a, a large amount of the time when i'm looking at people energetically can just see you can see like all this light coming into their field and you can see all of this goodness and universal support all around them and then they're having this mental decision of not allowing it in and it hovers it just hovers around their field and then as soon as they make a decision to let a little a little will shoot in here but you literally can just take the whole armor off and just let it all in would you for me, that feels like, or at least right now, it feels most relevant to say that that's a, that's a visceral experience. 100% visceral experience. Perhaps I should use another word in case that's not quite clear. Um, I'm glad that you, well, I'm not surprised that you, you, uh, you resonate and know where I'm coming from. It's in the body. Mm -hmm. Feeling it, feeling that energy move us. Mm -hmm. You felt within us. Yeah, I made up a meditation people can do to feel it. I can share. As in a live meditation or a... It's kind of like a visualization I can share that people can practice on their own as a meditation. So, okay, please. So it's not so much of a guided one as much as it is sharing how you'd go about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because every, everyone will want to set it up a little different. But basically, this, this kind of happened after my moon experience. And I saw the moon magnetism localized in my stomach. And so now when I look at my solar plexus chakra, it feels like this moon. And I know a lot of people picture that center as the sun, but for me, mine is my magnetic moon. So I have this moon here in my solar plexus. And then in terms of letting the light in, how that could be perceived for some people is a manifestation comes to them. 
So think of five or 10 things that you really, really want. And you really, really want them to come into your field. And you really want to be open to receiving them coming into your field. So everything you want, see a string of light coming from this magnetic moon center. And the string of light goes to that scenario or that image or that vision of what you want. And you are always connected to that vision, to that ball of light of experience. And so here you are, your magnetic moon is turned on. These strings of light are going to everything you want to come in. And then you put yourself on the edge of a beach and the water as the ocean water, you know how it comes up to you and then it flows out. So every time this ocean water is gently coming up to you, that's the light energy of source washing everything you want right into your experience. And as you practice this, like have awareness that your heart is open, have awareness that you've breathed into your body and maybe you've rolled your shoulders back, but you have a sense of openness into your system. What you're doing on a multidimensional level is so powerful through that visualization through your human body. It's basically showing and telling and commanding everything that you want. I am open to receiving this now. Watch me receive the water wash over me. That water is resonating with what you want. So a lot of people, when they think of what they want and they want it really bad, the fear of not having it is so strong that that could be the armor that's blocking mm -hmm. them from receiving it. So what the water does is it allows you to have what you want and maybe it's something you want really strongly. It allows it to have it in more of a soft focus. And then you can program the water of the ocean, say, I want this water of the ocean that's washing towards me to wash in what I want into my, my human experience now. And then let it go and just sit there and feel the ocean waves wash into you. And then you don't even have to focus on what it is you want or what you don't want. But what you are doing is you're energetically opening up your systems to receiving more energy. That's so beautiful. That's so powerful. <laughs> that um, playing this, this in the, the mind's eye can have a, a powerful effect, I find. Mm -hmm. And the... Um, framing it as that that magnetic effect where it's coming to you it's your power i have never i, I really like that it's your power bringing it in but it doesn't require your efforting you're going after it as much as it is about feeling into that power and allowing for it to bring it to you yeah maybe this is a part of moving from the piscean age where the solar plexus chakra was more sun-like into the Aquarian age. And now the solar plexus chakra will start showing up as a moon. Maybe all of the visualizations of the chakra drawings are going to start to change because the moon to me for, feels more resonant to the feminine era that we're stepping into of receiving, not doing and goaling and striving, but gently being and receiving and allowing our experience to be that. You heard a hair first. Coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And that's not to say that, you know, the the goals, the intention, 
um, doesn't doesn't play a part if we if we choose to play in that. But I guess it's the the rebalancing that many, most, if not all of us, are are in the process of integrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There was a um. Let me just take a pause and check in with something. Don't want to rush it. Do you remember laser tag? Yeah. I don't know why it came to me, but when you said, let's take a moment, I took a moment and I just saw myself playing laser tag and like running around. (laughs) I wish I could play that. That would be fun. Laser tag. (laughs) There's something there. There's something there that I want to ask. Um, How did you feel playing laser tag? I felt so like fearless and exhilarated and happy there's so much safe excitement in it you know because like no one can really get hurt and you still get to experience that hunting and that hiding and that like fun like shoot them out because I love cowboy stuff and I feel like I'm a cowgirl so I love playing with guns not that I would ever want to put a bullet into anything alive but just the vibe of like being free and having your own weapon and riding your horse on the open range and I just love that vibe and so for me that's like I can experience it kind of in those scenarios in a very safe and contained way (laughs) there's a lot there Mm -hmm. a lot there um (laughs) I don't know if, if if anyone else is uh is feeling that, but you started with saying safe excitement. Yeah. Safe excitement in this simulation of there being this this challenge, this competition, this competition's a little bit of a uh a iffy word too because of the connotation, but safe excitement within this environment where it can feel like there's havoc there's but you still know at all times that you're safe and those lasers aren't going to hurt you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of like a a projected simulation of what we're actually doing here as souls on the planet Because from a soul perspective, like me and you, part of our consciousness is standing out of our body like this is hilarious. Like they think that that is real and they think that this world is like, but the real, the real, what we consider real and relate to real as a human is the essence of soul. And, And that is just what we just talked about, I guess. It can never be harmed. It can never be unsafe. It can never not be having fun. It's always, even if this human body stops living, nothing will ever be harmed inside of my soul ever, no matter what. There's this, there's a, there's an innate safety to this earth that I think maybe would be good for me to practice knowing. Knowing experientially Mm -hmm. in the body, viscerally. Mm -hmm. I think that's just about another way of of conceptualizing exactly what we're integrating feeling safe within the body 
Yeah. Because yeah. with that comes this, this letting go of attention and that of tension. And that is exactly what this whole conversation has been about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can only hope to to say something that gets someone to open up energetically. But that doesn't happen up there. Mm-hmm. So let's breathe in that light one more time. So there's an area that um, that I came into this conversation wanting to uh to address with you and you know right now i just i find myself on this this fence of do we dive in or do we save it for another day because it's it's one that i feel like there's just quite a bit of conversation that can be had about it i'm going to put it in the field so you know where i'm going with this but there's still a part of me that feels like it might be for another day um Herbal alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, well, I think it could be a great closing seed to plant and I'll allow that planting to then we could totally have a whole episode, you and I, just on herbal alchemy. Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, you know, the Nautilus, the, no, what is that? And I might be using that word. What I think the Nautilus is, and hopefully I'm in alignment with the rest of the world, but it's that shell, uh, Fibonacci spiral shell that has, um, mm-hmm. it's like a snail would live in it, but they, they show the Nautilus as the, sacred geometrical spiral that goes into the center so i always just call that the nautilus but sometimes i make up words and then i attach them to things and it's like no that's not that word so it might not be that word but um the my draw my soul draw to herbal alchemy is that i feel like i'm walking into the central of that spiral as the more I work with plants and the more I work with things from nature, the more I'm integrating my own inner understanding of the natural cycles within me. So there's like, there's the herbal alchemy that I create for white Fox and serve and tincture bottles and salve jars. And that's the end result of my spiritual practice of connecting to this sacred geometry that's vibrating inside of every herbal plant that I've ever touched. And that's been like a connection I've had since birth, since I can have memories and remember them. My connection to nature was there was something inside of my soul that said, that's everything you want to know is right in your hands right now. And it would be this like intergalactic sacred geometry, multidimensional heartbeat of a message contained inside a pile of lavender flowers. It had such a larger energetic expression to me 
And so my alchemy has been listening, listening to these plants, allowing them to speak to me, allowing them to share their ideas of what the collective conscious would benefit from in terms of a alchemical formulation. And then I feel like I'm just this vessel that puts together these formulations via their instruction and they come out and they do way more than what the plants said they would do. I mean, the feedback I get is, it's always multidimensional, if not bordering multidimensional feedback of like, I got this tincture to relax and have more restful sleep. And I just had all these memories come back to me from childhood and it was really cathartic and started having these dreams that are like just releasing these parts of myself that I shut down. And that's the secret, the alchemical secret contained inside of that spiral for me is when the purity of translation is carried through via spiritual devotion, the end result is much different than the ingredients on the bottle. So that's what herbal alchemy is to me. And I know a lot of people on a practical sense, we have our physical bodies. There are physical things that will call our attention and really need that love. And so they do benefit those things and that's great. I just, I enjoy focusing on It's like you can't even put it into words. It's almost like every star in the universe is contained in, in one leaf of peppermint. And if people only knew that, I feel like this passion, like people could only understand that everything, and it's just, I'm talking about myself too, right? Everything that's in me is in every star in the galaxy too. This just happens to be an external manifestation that I can relate to and have this experience with and then share with people. never been so speechless on the show <laughs> i'm going to allow that for a moment <laughs> you feel how big it is right i mean when i talk about when you said herbal elk i can feel how big it is it's it's a big topic yeah i'm thinking another episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, I feel well, like this uh, was this is smart though because we're like we're giving people the blank canvas after a seed was planted to have their own relationship experience with what I said before I go in any deeper. I think it'll be really cool for people to hear that clip and then find out what what information that brings to them since that perspective has been unleashed on them. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. And that's exactly why it went down in this fashion. But like I said, I would absolutely love having you on where we use that as a, a starting point and we explore more fully because this is an area that like I, I have a ton of questions around. Um, one, I kind of gave you a sneak peek into when we had that epic 10-minute conversation that we had. And it's still one that the word that came up was I'm wrestling with in a sense um and I think part of that's just trying to be a little bit too logical about it um but there's definitely this 
looking to mend, integrate my my perspective, my approach around using something of the physical um, in ways that support me and serve me without giving my power away or getting lost into the thinking that there's anything outside of me that can give me something that I don't already have within me. That's a great topic. That's been, I've been, yeah. (laughs) We're going to dive into it in part two because I don't want to rush that. Yeah. That's an awesome topic. So I think the other thing that this does is keeps people on the edge of their seat on this cliffhanger note um, awaiting your second appearance on the show and with how epic this one went I'm very certain that many are going to be looking forward to that so Scarlett there's one last question that I want to ask you Um, but before I do where can people find out more about what you got going on and perhaps indulge in some of your magic Mm -hmm. so scarletraven.com my name is my personal website and it's s-c-a-r-l-e-t-r-a-v-i-n and then my alchemy website is whitefoxnectars.com awesome all right you ready for the grand finale question (laughs) yeah Scarlett, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say? (laughs) I wouldn't say anything. I would laugh. (laughs) I think I would giggle and I would laugh and I would transmute the vibration of joy. as you've spent this entire conversation doing, (laughs) even through all that you so generously shared with us. Yeah, we'll give them that moment of being on the edge of their seat, waiting for something and letting them receive so much more than what they probably even realize that they are. Mm -hmm. What a bad analogy for the way that life gives to us as well. So thank you for being life giving life. Thank you so much for having me and being you. You're such a joy. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Awaken. We'll do it again very soon. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Senders, that is going to be all for this episode of the Awaken Podcast and my conversation with the powerful Scarlet Raven. I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that it proves to have supported you in more consciously flexing those spiritual muscles and bringing that multidimensional magnetic power online. And of course, that little sneak peek, those little seeds that we planted for another conversation episode with Scarlett on herbal alchemy. Well, if there's a sense of resonance or interest to explore this area, 
I invite you to keep uh, a little bit of an eye out for the next time we have her on the show. Anyways, Descenders, before we wrap things up here, I'm going to put that request out one more time in support of three people that you care about and our collective at large. I ask that you share this episode with three people. Family, remember that we are in this thing together and it's in supporting one another that we shall ascend together. So again, please consider sharing this episode with three people that you care about. Anyways, listeners, that is going to be it for this episode of the Awakening Podcast. I want to thank you once more for tuning in. And until next time, keep ascending.